In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's April 11th, 2014, and you're listening to a special episode of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Michelle. I'm Maggie. And today we are going to discuss the Oh Dear God Feels of uh, Captain America 2. Somewhat uh, explodery internet yes. type stuff. And lots of feels. Of Captain America 2 and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Sorry. Two specific episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We would like to put in a disclaimer here that Knit One Geek 2 do not uh, encourage uh, drinking or hazardous materials. However, Despite the fact we are drinking. <laughs> however, that being said, cheers. Cheers. Yes, we do actually have sparkling wine here, courtesy of Michelle. It goes well with Captain America. And with drowning my sorrows. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, with Coulson. Drowning my feels with PH. Because <clears throat> we did decide to watch... Episode, episode 2. The second episode. Yeah. Well, it's episode 17 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just before recording, just so we could see, look for certain things for the second go around and, and. Rewind, look again. Yes. Nuances. Discuss. The little bit of the end that you and I hadn't seen. Yeah. Yeah. That, how did we miss that? Uh, it didn't come on my TV when I saw it. Okay. I don't know if you guys turned it off early. No. No, there is the no turning that. off early no. when it comes to S.H.I.E.L.D. You, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like the movies. You sit right through the credits just. Just I think to I be was sure. the, actually the only one in the theater that stayed for that to the end of the credits at <sighs> Captain America. All the people I was with got up and left, and they were looking back at me. And did you guys ever been to a Marvel movie? Like I did, like the Queen. I said, <laughs> "Go good. on, yeah, I, yeah. I'm driving." They couldn't leave without me. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, have you ever been to a Marvel movie? This is not my first rodeo. I was shouting at everybody, "It's a Marvel movie! Stay!" Oh, calling the herd. But anyway, so, shall we do non-spoilery thoughts about Captain America first, which are probably going to be very, very short, because, um, yeah, you, you cannot can't discuss talk this. about it. You cannot, I, we were trying the other night, you cannot discuss this so without pre- spoiling. Pretty much, this entire uh, podcast tonight is going to be only for Captain America and the episode. There's not going to be much of anything else to talk about. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, you don't want the spoilers... You can put this on pause, go and eat some chocolate, eat some ice cream, get yourself into a movie theater, set things right, and then come back. Yes, and if you haven't seen episodes 16 and 17 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's the episode names are End of the Beginning and Turn, Turn, Turn. You need to see them, and if you listen to this, and you don't, well, if you go watch them and you don't understand some of the things they're saying, that's your fault for not watching it from episode 11, like I told you to a few months ago. (laughs) If you'd listen to me, you'd know. But anyway. You should always listen to the librarian. Yes. <laughs> but yes, so, non-spoilery thoughts about Captain America? Uh, let's see. Um, the Winter Soldier is hot. Yes. Yes. And he's strong, and he's good, and I love the fight scenes, and I love Widow's snark. And I love that they're bros, and that they're not being shoved together. Yes. I will elaborate on yes. this more, but oh my god, I love that. I loved that it was a study in the power of friendship. Mm-hmm. And and in not knowing who's good and who's bad, and it seemed to be the messages seemed to be the power of friendship and trust. Mm-hmm. How delicate trust is. Yeah, I thought this movie was amazing. Mm-hmm. It is possibly the best Marvel movie. 
well-written plot yes. are yeah. everything. I mean, Avengers is probably a little more fun to watch. Yep. But this is probably the best Marvel movie yet. Yeah. I would agree. Of the ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially, like, I loved how this one was especially, like, a conspiracy slash political thriller with superheroes. Well, the caliber of the actors in this movie was yeah. phenomenal. And, uh, Robert Redford, oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Redford, yeah. Just the Oscar winners lined up was, was yeah. quite amazing. And it really came through in many of their scenes together. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just the, the delivery of the dialogue and the nuances. And, uh, I, I really love Samuel L. Jackson with Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. That yeah. those scenes were really powerful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one was, it was one of those ones. I should mention, I saw it twice last weekend. I saw it on Thursday night. And I saw it on Saturday afternoon. If there had been a showing that would allow me to still to watch it and then get to work before a Friday, before five on Friday, I probably would have gone on Friday. I would like to see it again. I'm just not going to have time this weekend, which sucks because I really want to watch it again. <laughs> did you catch a lot the second time? Yeah, there's a lot, quite a few things. Like I did catch a lot the first time, but the second time I knew certain things to look for. And, and also like, again, without going into spoilery territory just yet, I knew there were certain characters I wanted to keep an eye on just so I could see what they were like earlier in the movie. Right. Right. Knowing what you know now. Yeah, knowing what I know now. So anything else non-spoilery that anyone would like to say? Go see it. Yeah. Go see it. See it in the movie theater. So did you see it 3D both times? Yeah, I saw 3D the second time because I didn't really have much. Well, I, you know, could have gotten my butt in gear faster and actually made... Well, there was a reason I didn't go. I missed the 12 o'clock one bus. I think I forgot something at home that I needed. So I, I intended to go to the 2D one, but... I ended up going to see it 3D right. again. Again, when we get into spoilers, I'll be able to elaborate on the elaborate more on the how I felt the 3D was. But I would say now that the 3D is kind of nice for some parts, but not entirely necessary. Not necessary. Yeah, we we did not see the 3D. Yeah. So I mean, I was mainly in it for the the plot and the characters, so the 3D was not going to be a huge deal. But if that's what we said, and we have exhausted our non-spoilery stuff. How shall we head into spoilery stuff then? Spoilery! Spoiler! Okay, so spoilers from this point. You guys know the drill. I will put the time that, well, it won't be safe to come back, period, because we're just gonna go straight into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, turn it off now, because seriously, guys, you do not want to be spoiled for this movie. Like, this is a movie you want to see without knowing anything. Yeah, I think you want to be, you want to feel what the characters are feeling. Yeah, you want to find it out as the characters find it out. It's way more interesting. Okay, so I'm doing what Maggie usually does to me. What's your favorite part in the movie? Oh, damn you. (laughs) Damn you, damn you, damn you. I got to it first. Yes, you did. Okay. Oh. You haven't been looking at your iPad. I was bringing up something pertinent (laughs) Okay? Damn you. Yeah, apparently when I have half a mimosa, I become very repetitive. I'll work on that. So, yes, favorite movie in the movie? A lot of it comes from Black Widow's quips and Mm -hmm. one-liners. One of them being, I'm multitasking. Yes. I do love the fight scenes. I say as I sit here in half of my Taekwondo outfit, your mimosa is bubbling around. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Michelle. Talk amongst yourselves. I really liked the scene in the elevator. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was possibly one of the best fights. Yeah, it that, was. It, wasn't be, that in one of the trailers or snippets? Yeah, they, they did release that really little clip early, movie. but they didn't release all of it. They did. They did include stuff in that. It was a, a 
shortened version of that. True, true. Because as more and more people get on, I kept thinking, okay, now he's... He's okay because more people got on. And, no, you know, and it was no, like, it's more and more threatening. And yeah, and then it would be, and then <laughs> because if you're gonna have to have regular dudes take down Captain America, yeah, but they you're didn't need all get on. Dudes. They didn't all get on at once, and it was, and then again, you kind of come to the realization around the same time he does that mm-hmm. this this is a problem. Yeah, and then how he handles it. By just basically saying, okay, guys, you know, Mm -hmm. like how we, I forget what his line was, but he basically, before before we we get started, started, would anyone like like to to get get off? off. Yes. (laughs) And he says it in such a dry tone as well. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm a 12 year old boy. (laughs) Yeah, I had no thought to. That was such a sexual innuendo right there. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So there's also the moment when he's walking through the Captain America exhibit, and the little boy sees him with the Captain America. Oh my god! I love that bit. And he yeah. just puts his his finger up mm. to his lips, and the little boy is just so wide eyed, and you barely see his and head he's go not. up and down. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, I, oh, and I'm thinking to myself, normal. okay, would that really happen? Because I have a six year old. And granted, that kid was younger, mm-hmm. maybe more impressionable. But would that really happen, or would the kid just go? Oh my god! Run up to him and do my version of a koala climbing a tree. I think either way is kind of possible. It depends on the kid. But it was yeah. so cute for the movie. It was so yeah, adorable. It was, so, it was good. So adorable. And the Stanley cameo. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am so getting fired. You can hear rippling, up, r- ripping, rippling laughter in the theater <laughs> as more and more people realized who it was. My son picked it up right away. He yeah. leaned over and said it's Stan As soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh god, that's Stanley. Yeah, and I know he does a cameo in every movie, yeah. but I had forgotten. So uh, when he when he walked out, it was, uh, my son, it was funny. My son believes that Stanley is actually a character. Okay. <laughs> he probably is at this point. I'm, and I'm trying to explain it. Well, actually, say say for example, Spider-Man. He he created Spider-Man. And this is just going straight over his head. Yeah, he's a character. You could find him on the Marvel Lego game. Yeah. Rescue him and start playing him. And he has superpowers. Okay, Stanley is now a superhero character. <laughs> he's I, now immortalized. I loved the Falcon. Mm-hmm. And and I liked his relationship with Cap. They yes, really I love them so much. They connected very quickly. And, yeah, and yeah. I love how it's I love the level on how they connected too and how they have them connect because one, like it's just oh my god, I just love that opening scene on your left. Yeah. Come on, man <laughs> yeah. How and you know how as soon as he catches up to Cap, he just starts joking around with him mm-hmm. and just treating him like any guy. But I love too, like they have, they immediately start having that, drawing those common lines between them. You know, how he asks him, like, you know, it's your bed, right? You can't sleep because it's too soft. Yeah. It's too soft. And, and he, drawing the parallels between, like, Steve's war experience and then getting frozen and feeling out of place in the modern day with yeah. a modern soldier is feeling out of place back in Home. America yeah. after serve, after being, regardless war yeah. makes you feel and i think that scene was the most real life scene that yeah. was the moment where i i really empathized with anyone who's been a yeah. soldier well see that and, and that's one thing i loved about that and later when steve goes to meet sam at the va and we hear that one soldier female soldier by the way i kind of like that little touch yeah um talking about how you know, anything happens, she's looking for, she's still looking for threats and still, like, her brain is still in that mindset. Yeah. And I really liked 
not only how it made him relate to Cap and stuff, but I also liked kind of how it maybe made the audience more aware of what returning soldiers have to deal with or put sort of like not just saying like oh cap's experience or his experience is kind of like caps except caps was frozen for many years but also like cap was frozen for many years and this happens in you know the marvel universe but it's the very same thing as these real people as you know real soldiers actually experience yeah you know without that superhero twist and make you sort of very aware of that they really, now that I think of it, they really kind of let go of the man out of time mm-hmm. theme. You know, it was very yeah. prevalent in, obviously, the first Captain America, and even to a certain extent in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time, you know, the little nod to it was him making the note in the notepad. Yes, pad. the list! Right. Yeah. Which list. changes from country yeah, to country. it depends on the country. In Britain, oh, really? the first thing on that list Doctor is Hitch. Sherlock. Okay. Sherlock. Cool. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Instead of I Love Lucy, it's Sherlock. Okay. I just had a chance to read the last two, three. So yeah. I was, uh, I saw Rocky uh, listed yeah. as Star Berlin, Wars, Star Star Trek. Berlin Wall up and down. Yeah. <laughs> I Love Lucy is the top of the list, and that's the one gets, that gets swapped for Sherlock in Britain. Okay. Um, I think Reagan, you know, a few other things uh, as well. Disco. Disco. Um, there's Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, and it looks almost like Star Wars has been cropped off. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. You saw a few things. There were either additional notes or mm-hmm. it had been crossed off. So clearly subsequent conversations had altered yeah. that it was on his, his list. But Yeah, or but, that he'd seen it and so he crossed it off. And uh-huh. he's, so he's keeping track and crossing off stuff. But yeah, there wasn't that that sense of awe, like look at the yeah. the new cars. I mean, you could see that he was adapting. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, this, I think, if I remember correctly, this movie takes place two years after Avengers. Okay. So, I mean, he would have had to. He would have yeah. had time. Yeah. After a while. Especially, especially hanging out at S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah. And working for S.H.I.E.L.D. And Natasha probably coming over and saying, let's go to a bar. Yeah. Because they're bros. I love that so much. I mean, I loved it in the trailer. I love it even more here when we get to see all of their interaction. I love how she just, again, that scene with Cap and Sam, she just drives up and she's like, Hey, can you guys tell me where the Smithsonian is? I'm looking for a fossil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that one where... <laughs> she just teases him about it. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that that part where they've got Agent Sitwell up against the edge of the, of the, yes. of the roof. And he goes, this isn't your style, Cap. And he goes, no, you're right. It's, it's hers. hers. <laughs> Shove. He goes over and they look over casually and it's like, what about that girl in accounting? Oh, She's God. trying to set him up. Like, I love still, that so still, they talk about it. Like, and it just, so nonchalantly, and yeah. I'm like, yes, I love this, I love this. Yeah. Oh my god, and the other bit that just killed me with her, with their, I love their relationship and the way she just teases them about stuff, and this perfect relationship they have, when she's like, was that your first, your first kiss, kiss since 1945? <laughs> yes! And he's like, no, and she's like, yeah, I think it was, and they're just sort of bantering <laughs> yeah. back and forth with him being like, I'm 95, not dead. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just <laughs> making fun of him, I love that so much. Okay, but on the other side of love is the feels. Yes. Like, oh dear God. The Peggy scene. Oh dear God. Yes. <laughs> Where's my wine? I need my wine. The, the really, it wasn't so bad to see her old. And it wasn't so bad to see that, you know, Cap was congratulating her and that for her life and that she had gone on after him. But the, 
what looks like apparent Alzheimer's, where she cannot remember from yeah, where all of a sudden couple she, of minutes, she just suddenly realizes, "Oh my God, Steve, you're here, you're back." I know where, that just. I mean, it was already like oh, like sad and stuff before that. Like I was getting the feels because like oh, he and Peggy, he, he did call Peggy because in the um, yeah, yeah. mentioned in the Avengers deleted scenes. There was a lot of stuff in the Avengers deleted scenes about him being, you know, feeling out of place and stuff like that, which they ended up cutting. But one of them is like, he see, you know, he's looking through the the um, sort of files on all the people he knew in 1942 and dead, dead, dead. And then he gets to Peggy's and it says retired and it gives her address and you sort of see him look at it and look at the phone and you can tell him sort of thinking like whether he should call and stuff. So it's like, oh my god, he did call her! But And then you have that moment where she just Loses where she is. Yeah. And yeah. when she is. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the most feely, heartbreaking part of the whole scene. Yeah. You know what I really wanted from that, though? The dance. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want them to have that dance. You yeah. know, to me, that would... And maybe, you know, they'll save it for a future film. Mm-hmm. If they're going to potentially write her passing away at some point, maybe they'll yeah. have that, that first... Slash last dance. But, oh god. And plus, too, like I was talking with Holly the other day, one of the friends that we went to see, Maggie and I went to see it with, and um, she said, you know, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to see, but I was kind of disappointed that, that, that he'd obviously seen her before, and that it wasn't the first time, so we didn't get to see that first time she saw him and she knew he was alive. And I was like, in a way, we did. But in the most soul-destroying yeah. way possible. Yeah. We did get to see, like... Because she reacts probably the same way she reacted the first time, time. she saw him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't remember... After a second, she doesn't remember him. Yeah. But they managed to do it in the most soul-destroying way possible. Yeah. <laughs> they just had to put that other little extra little twist of the knife in. Yeah, It's like, you assholes, I hate you so much. <laughs> but I also love you. <clears throat> but we did, and we saw the the pictures on the wall of the founders of Shield. Mm-hmm. So perhaps setting up something around that for a possible Agent yeah. Carter show. Yeah, which I really, really want. Oh my god! The explanation about Hydra was interesting. Oh my god, that I was totally not expecting. Yeah, like completely not. Like as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, "How did that? Oh my god! What the hell?" And especially when he reveals that, like, Hydra has been in S.H.I.E.L.D. from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. The the one, you know, are we going to talk about, I guess, the, the one that was the big surprise, the Sitwell? Yeah. Um, Sitwell, you asshole! Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I again, that, that sense of betrayal, because he's been in so, so many of the movies. and Yeah, and, and he's sh- been in the one-shots. Yeah. And, you know, he's sort of a fandom favorite. Exactly. So and he's, he's been on Agents of Shield. Yeah, and then to to find out that he's he's a Hydra agent, you feel that sense of betrayal. Yeah, that the characters do, and uh, and I guess the the one that really kind of did it on top of that for me was the scene with him and Gary Shandling. Playing, yeah, uh, was it a senator he was yeah. playing? Yeah, because he was he was in Iron Man two as the senator that was running the hearing on Tony Stark and the yeah. Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, so he's I mean he's kind of of course that asshole is a Hydra agent because yeah he's kind of being Gary Shandling in yeah. many ways you know making the jokes slimy and whatnot and, and being slimy but yeah. it was just like uh, my god and then when he leans in to sit well and says hail Hydra hail like, Hydra yeah no sit well yeah Jasper you asshole. And yeah. now that Phil Coulson is not going to be happy with you. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And now that's the meme that's run everywhere. Yeah. You just see the... <laughs> it's all over like Twitter Bert and Tumblr. and Ernie whispering together, Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah, any scene from a movie or anything, and of course the, the less like a political thriller it is, the funnier it is. Mm-hmm. Anything where it looks like someone's leaning in to speak to someone else or whisper something in someone else's ear, there's someone's add the, added the Hail Hydra on the <laughs> there bottom. Was, there was one uh, for Doctor Who that had River Song in it. Yeah. Hail Hydra, and his face was just... Yeah, there was one, like, My Little Pony one. Yeah, I saw that too. But yeah, I was like, oh my god! What the hell? And then Sitwell just goes smush. Okay, also one of the big cliffhangers in this would be Director Fury. Yes. Yes. Because Director Fury has to start dodging bullets well early in this yeah. movie. And that was a really awesome scene, too. That, that scene was, in this car. yeah. Like, we, I, how many of us, raise your hand, how many of us were expecting the 4x4 four four to rise like Lola and start cruising through the streets? He says. Yes. In the, sh- in the movie, he says, oh, what's the actual... I'm trying to remember the the actual phrase, but he basically says aviation. Um, yeah, like something like um, oh, I, I purposely on Saturday I was purposely like, okay, I have to remember this, but now I can't remember. But he basically says something like, Fly, you know, get me the hell out. yeah, he, he's like, get me the hell out of here. He asks the car computer like if the you know levitation thingy is working and is is operational, and it says no, and I'm like, oh my. He has a Lola! Yes, yeah. he has a Lola. Only he has a SUV Lola. Yes. SUV Lola. It's styled for Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, but Phil Coulson has glass. Yeah. And I love that. Well, what the hell isn't broken? Air conditioning is working optimally. <laughs> There's a re- now that I think of it, there is a recurring theme in both the S.H.I.E.L.D. episode and Captain America of people escaping underground. So yeah. if you think yeah. that that scene in the car, going underground. Yes, how does how does Fury in every stay way, yeah, underground. Same with in Hill. the shield episode, same with Hill mm-hmm. and uh I think with, with well with Agents of Shield which we'll discuss later and um with the I think with the van that Captain America was in and Black Widow and Falcon and Hill. Um I think they just cut through the floor of the van. And roll down. Mm-hmm. Go okay. out the hole and let the vans keep driving. Right. <laughs> sort of deal. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that Nick Fury is literally going underground. Yeah. And he shows up at Captain America's, at Steve Rogers' place, and going, my wife tossed me out. Mm-hmm. Didn't know you were married. And that's when they start communicating via, you know. Yeah, the phone. The phone screen. The yeah. But the banter going back and forth going, yeah, your white wife kicked you out, all right. She sure as hell did. Holy crap. Yeah. And that's where we first see the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Well, we first see Bucky when he attacks... Nick Nick Fury Fury in the streets. In the street. Yes. And then he shoots Fury. Right. And Cap goes running after him. But we also see Sharon Carter. Yes! Though they never actually say her full full name in the movie. No? No. So is she the next door neighbor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's the nurse who lives so, next door. Who is she a character from the comic? She's books? Peggy's Carter Peggy Carter's niece. Oh really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so she, she also ends up as Steve Steve his girlfriend. Oh, does she? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just listening to the Bibliovore podcast I was listening to today. They were talking about Captain America because one of them has read a number of the, the comic books and one of them is going on about how this Steve is the worst boyfriend of the comics, especially to Sharon. Okay. Okay. So I don't. So I'm not do, in any hurry to read them. But does he yeah. know that it's 
Peggy's niece? He doesn't know that yet. Because like I said, they never mentioned, they never even mentioned her full name in the movie. No, they didn't. Okay, so that's that little factoid will be released yeah. at She some doesn't point. come in and say, I'm agent so-and-so, and so I've been no, assigned says, to your... No, she says, I'm agent 13. She okay. gives her code name. Got it. Later, someone calls her, I think Natasha calls her, refers to her as Sharon. Mm. Right. But doesn't mention the last name. And he doesn't know she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent until Fury gets shot, so... And he's ticked at her s- captain? Neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, ticked I at her. Yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> ticked. But, and, the, <sighs> and their code name for uh, Nick Fury is Foxtrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Foxtrot is down! Repeat, Foxtrot <laughs> is down! I'm like, well, okay, no, wait, what? Well, and that whole scene with... Fury dying because I kept thinking, oh, they're just jamming us. He's not really dead. And but then I kept saying, but there's a body there. And yeah, I had, and we kind of saw him really die. And yeah, I thought. Well, when Natasha, I thought something. My I kind of had a thought when Hill comes in and says we need to move him. But she sounds so broken up. It makes sense that like, okay, you know, they can't just have the body sitting out for too long. Because things happened yeah. <laughs> after one dies. So it makes sense. But like part and then considering Natasha was right there, she had her hand on his forehead. And oh, my God, I loved how like broken up Natasha was mm-hmm. about it. Like how so human she was in that moment, because Fury was one of the people who like trusted her mm-hmm. when she, you know, turned to shield side and stuff. And it was it was really really lovely the way she really just had human. all that emotion. Um, she stopped being an assassin. She started, yeah. she was a human then. Yeah. We got to really got to see her human side. Yeah. In this movie. And, and then like when they're talking about it, when they're operating on Fury and they start, and Hill mentions, I can't remember what it was, what it tripped her off, but you can just see her face just go like, Oh my God. As she starts realizing it's the winter, and she says, knows stuff about the ballistics, and she's like, oh my, because she knows it's the Winter Soldier at that point. Right. So the Winter Soldier is, is it John Buchanan is his name? James Buchanan James Barnes. James Buchanan Barnes. Bucky. Bucky. Bucky was such a big part of the first Captain America. You know, you really loved that he was the first person to see Steve for yeah. who he was, and protected him, and to see... You know, I I personally felt what I guess they wanted the character of Captain America to feel. You you felt his sense of I've had a hand in this. If I'd mm-hmm. been able to hang on to him, you know, yeah. I I feel responsible. Um, this is somebody that always took care of me, and yeah. he is this way through no fault of his own. Yeah. So yeah. And speaking of feels, like oh my god, like when Steve first sees, first recognizes him. Yeah. And it just is just standing there, and it's Natasha that has to come in and save his ass because he's just standing there, shocked. Yeah. Like that devastation on his face is just so amazing. Yeah. When Bucky is telling Pierce, "I knew him, I knew that man," and but he he's still obviously trying to work it out, but these. His programming is obviously breaking, and he just doesn't and can't they, cope with that. And they put him in for a reboot. Oh, yeah, God. that was oh, hard to look that was, at. That was, was hard that, to watch. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that was really hard to watch. And you know what bothered me the most about that is he didn't resist. Yes, that's but see, the that's his. Yeah. he just took the mouth guard, laid down. So okay, yeah, yeah because that's his his programming is to to Be not a fight to and stuff. And because I think too, because part of him was like was so like could not cope with what he had learned or what he had kind of remembered yeah, or was possibly remembering that 
he just he fell back on what he knew, which was the whole as har- as horrible as it was, which was the whole reconditioning yeah thing. Like that's what he knows. That's something comforting. This other thing is scaring him because he's like, I seem to remember this guy. And then at the end, oh my god, oh my god, oh my, <laughs> I yeah. just could, oh my, god. Uh. the end credit scene. No, the end, no. not the end credit scene. Before that, when during their fight, like the end oh. of their one when he shoots Cap in the like, stomach, in the gut. And there was a mo like, ugh, I'm getting feelsy. Mm-hmm. Drink your wine. Cause mm-hmm. I need your wine. wine. Well, I especially need wine at this point because when Cap sort of, when he gets shot in the gut and he sort of falls into frame and that look on, the same movement and the look on his face really reminded me of Coulson in Avengers right after he got stabbed by Loki. Yeah. I need a drinky. There was a, mind you, at least he expected it from Loki. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, I think for me it was just this, Right from the get-go, you yeah. knew he wasn't going to be able to hurt him. Yeah. I mean, you could almost get there if he'd chosen to go over to the dark side. But mm-hmm. all of this, he is a victim, too. Yeah. So. And, well, and that's what makes it heartbreaking, too. Like, when he's, when they're on the the helicarrier as it's crashing, and, you know, over that section of glass that is broken, and Bucky is just punching him. Like, no, like, telling him, like, screaming at him, like, no, you're my mission, you're my mission, I don't know you, that sort of thing. Because his, again, his programming is breaking. Yeah. And he can't cope with it. And he's just punching Steve, and Steve is just letting him, and it's like, oh my god, I can't even cope with this. Yeah. And he lets the shield fall through and just fall away, and I'm like, ah! Yeah. Yeah, and for for me, that was the, just that that power of that connection there's yeah. nothing that can break it you know the yeah. the love and the friendship and and i thought it was a really nice message and you mm-hmm. you kind of knew all the way along that that bond which they'd done such a good job of setting up in the first movie yeah because they spent quite a bit of time pre yeah. you know pre buff body yeah um setting um, it up you know and... of developing not only steve's character but his connection to bucky mm-hmm. that uh you know you felt horrible when bucky died yeah when he fell from the train but you know you really you just you didn't want steve to fight back you know yeah. i think that was the thing he was doing yeah. exactly i think what the audience wanted yeah Ugh. Yeah. That's just so crushing. But, you know, at the very end, Bucky's actions yeah. were interesting. Yeah. You know, that, you know, there was still this, you know, at first I thought, is that his arm? Because you didn't really see it clearly. It was like all hazy in the water and it was like this yeah. shadow of an arm reaching in yeah. as he sank. And then he just kind of basically dumps him on the, the yeah, shore pulls him and, out. and walks away. Yeah. So there's still that. Waits long enough to make sure he's breathing. Breathing. Yeah. And then walks away. Yeah. So, you know, there's still, it's a very clear message that he's torn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm going to stay, resuscitate him, yeah. call an ambulance. He just does enough. Yeah. He, and he's probably not even sure why. Yeah. He hasn't figured out yet. And he's probably he not it. even thinking at yeah. that moment. Like, he yeah. hasn't even figured out why, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I would imagine this is going to be a recurring theme. Yeah. Having yeah. him, the the end credit scene, having him visit his own life story at the museum was a nice touch because it shows he's trying to investigate himself. Yeah. Not the mid-credit scene, the end credit scene. Very end credit scene. Maybe I didn't stay <laughs> Did you not stay, I Michelle? Wait a minute. How it shows it in the scene, you know, that very long uh, frosted pane of glass next to Bucky's uh, face. In, in the his, Smithsonian in his, that we saw. In his beginning. uniform picture. Yes. That Cap will go and look at. Yes. It shows Bucky actually in, you know, obviously in 
a baseball cities. cap and civvies. Yeah, yeah. Um, civvies. Looking at it and reading and sort of doing the wonder of a okay, that's that's me. Yeah, I'm looking kind of broken. Everything he said was real, but everything I've been trained to know is not that. Yeah. Right? So and it just blanks out after that. Oh, so yeah. It's it's just you see his mind working. There is no dialogue. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that because I, all I saw was the bit with the two in the cell. Obviously, you didn't stay to the very <laughs> so end. That was like the, Marvel that, fans. There's, that a, was the, no, there's a mid credit. There's an end credit. Oh, for yeah. Pete's sake! I there's saw now the a mid credit and an end credit. End credit. I need the to end know credit, these things. Huh? The end credit. They've been doing it I was for the, the last only few one movies. left in the theater by the time the mid credit showed. Yeah. Well, they've been doing it ever since Avengers. Right. Okay. And then it seems like well, see now it seems like since Avengers. The mid-credit scene is the one that's sort of important clue to future movie. Right. The end-end credit scene is just sort of a little bonus. bonus. Yeah. It's just poignant. Yeah, okay. or poignant or funny. Yeah, like the giant monster. Yeah, and Thor over or it. shawarma in Avengers, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I love too, like, you were saying about the, the importance of friendship and stuff like that, but I also love that in this movie, and one thing that, again, one of the other podcasts I've been listening to mentioned, is that, like, again, sort of like Avengers... Everybody in this movie, it's very important that they're there. Like, Cap could not do all this by himself. Right. Yeah, he couldn't have done the whole attack on S.H.I.E.L.D. by himself. He needed Sam, and he needed Hill, and needed Natasha. Yeah. And needed the special skills that they have. It's not just like, well, Cap will do everything, but here's a couple of extra people for backup. Yeah. So, Robert Redford played a great role. Mm-hmm. Did very well with that. Yeah. He was he was great as the benevolent Leader. old gray dog that, you know, didn't flinch, had, mm-hmm. wasn't afraid, and uh, but by all accounts was... Dirty. You know, well, you know, you didn't see that early no, on, you right? You That's really... True. He was... Eh, he seemed a little politician slimy, but he didn't... You didn't... Get a sense of like, com- maybe you probably maybe didn't get a complete sense of like completely dirty. No, or he definitely seemed more like he might have a, a political agenda instead yeah. of actually being anybody about world that security. level of any corporation has a political agenda. Yeah, when you're when you're having teleconferencing with mm-hmm. holograms from people from around the world, you are of a rank that political agenda is what you have for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. They really And you don't get that far without the ambition that one that thing, requires. thing that both the movies and the shows in relation to I guess Shield and all because it's very much about hierarchy yeah. and you know quasi military sort of mm-hmm. themes. And there's they keep coming back to this notion of this special bond that supervising officer and yeah. protege yeah. Have, you know, that someone who mentors you yeah. is, has this special place in your heart. Yeah. And like this, when you figure out your parent is a human being with, yeah, with real flaws, how devastating mm-hmm. that can be. And so there's like this sense of disappointment all the way through. And it's, it's continue a theme that's very much a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. where yeah. you're my S.O. My gosh, yeah. you know, yeah. I would do anything for you. And now you're a schmuck. And yeah. So. How devastating that life-changing, yeah. can't trust anyone after that. How yeah. many times have we heard that? Don't trust, trust anyone. anyone. Well, yeah. Fury says it in the movie, like, explicitly. But here's the thing about that mandate. As soon as it's said in all the movies, mm-hmm. immediately you realize, you know, the very next scene, something happens, 
Yeah. And they have they have, they have to. to. Yeah. So yeah. it's really it always it always undermines that yeah. and shows that you cannot live like that and you have to have yes. certain people that you trust. Yeah. You, you know, you you can't. Cuz again, you need all these other people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I always find that whenever a character says that, the first thing I think is I put myself into mm-hmm. those characters' shoes and it's like, well to get out of this, I have to trust you. I have no mm-hmm. choice. So, um or I have to... And, I mean, I have to admit, there were a few times during that movie when Nick Fury's banging on about trust and keeping secrets and all this other stuff and, you know, going after Pierce and stuff. It's like, you know, Fury, I'd be giving you less of a side eye right now when you're talking about this if you, oh, I don't know, had told anybody that Phil Coulson was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't leaving that out this entire time. If you had said, by the way, in the interest of backing up what I'm saying, I should come clean with you. So Nick Fury is letting the world believe he's dead. Now. Yeah. So the world pretty much believes Coulson's alive. Is that is that out of the closet? No. Well, it's like somewhat... only certain agents above a certain level. Okay. No. And actually, we we found out that Steve is a level eight because we see that when oh. he's walking into the elevator. When he's walking into the elevator, when he first goes to see Fury, and they're going to go see the right. Project Insight, the helicarriers. As they walk in, the computer says, Fury, Nicholas J, and it shows Nick Fury, level 10. Yeah. And then Rogers, Steven, and it shows level 8. And then it mentions that Steve isn't high enough level to know about what Fury's going to show him, and Fury does the override. So speaking of overrides, so there was that scene where they had to do the retina scan, mm-hmm. and Fury used his bad eye. Yeah. What was up with that? I didn't. I think the well, I think the point was like they were. She was see. She was trying to dump all the shield secrets on the internet, and the other guy was saying you'll never be able to do that because you need two people with high enough clearance or whatever to do it. But didn't and Fury was Fury said, "Oh, I know you deleted my thing mm-hmm. as soon as you thought I was dead, or whatever, or as soon as I left the building, or something." But I think what it was was that they the Fury had a, probably had a dummy account where they see the retinal scan. It's the retinal scan is his, is his good eye. Of course, he's going to use that one, right? Because he's only got one eye, so it's got to be that one, right? Yeah. So they delete that. They don't know that his his real one in the system is actually. His bad eye. eye. Gotcha. That's why he was like, yeah, I I figured it was something like that, but I was trying to, you know, he he went on to say, I know you've deleted it, and then proceeded to rip off. They didn't exactly spell that out. Yeah, and I I I think that was the implication. Wondered if my assumption was. So we we didn't really learn a lot more about Natasha, did we? Not a lot. Because, like, there's. Color me disappointed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's backstory. With her and the Winter Soldier that they totally didn't mention at all, which again I can kind of see why maybe it wouldn't why she wouldn't have mentioned it <laughs> because did, it wouldn't have helped Steve Truster. Did we get a lot of backstory in any of the other movies? Because the first time I saw Black Widow was Avengers. Yeah, I know she was in Iron Man two, right? Mm-hmm. But for most of Iron Man two, she's pretending to be someone else. Okay, and this one, like the only sort of really thing we get to learn is like we get more. We get to learn more about her, like, her personality and stuff. We get to see more of her as she normally is. Yeah. And see what she's like. So in a way, we do get that. We get that kind of character development. We just don't get the the history backstory. Yeah. Because the only thing she mentions is that, you know, she used to work for the KGB. Right. So, you know, what is so bad that she's done? You know, yeah. That she's so ashamed of and there's... Uh, I can... I got imagination. <laughs> well, rem- remember, she says to Loki when he's trapped that... She got on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s radar in a bad way. 
Yeah. And it was Hawkeye that brought her, that instead of taking her out, which was his mission, he brought her over. And in the movie... She's wearing a necklace with an arrow on it. Oh, is she? Yeah, she said, and and Scarlett Johansson has said in an interview that they intentionally did that as a kind of, there's a couple little things they did as sort of like hints of like this other, you know, other aspects of her personality and other connections to people. And she said that is, you know, a reference to a possible hint of like, at least her and Hawkeye being special to each other, which they also kind of hint, you know, with the way that, you know, an Avengers Coulson calls her up and says they've got Hawkeye and Hawkeye's been compromised and she's like, okay, kill all the dudes. Yeah. It's just like that time in Budapest. You and I remember Budapest very very differently. differently. Yeah, Yeah, and speaking of Natasha, how awesome were the women in this movie? Yeah. Completely awesome? Yeah, Hill was awesome, Natasha was awesome. Yeah, Sharon was awesome. Yeah, It's like, I loved that, like, okay, maybe this doesn't pass the Bechdel test, which is that supposed test for movies where, you know, it passes the test, it has to to pass the test, it has to have a conversation between two women that is not about a man. Mm-hmm. In the movie. You know, this one I don't know that, like, other than maybe there's maybe a line or two where Natasha and Hill are talking in a group of people. Yeah, but um, they never have. But a, they never actually have, like, a, a scene conversation. Where they say, but, which hey. it's, it's mostly <laughs> to say, like, there's enough women in a movie that, like, they can actually have a conversation that isn't about a man. But I really felt like this movie, they treated all the female characters with respect and and saw them basically present saw them as like their own characters they all had different personalities and different skill sets and you know none of them were basically like and now let's see some boobs yeah sort of deal like they were all like treated with respect is the main thing and were all like their own characters and i and they were all badass <laughs> yeah i mean real the natasha role could have been played by anybody you know, like, Maybe, I don't yeah. mean it that way, uh, but there wasn't anything gender specific other than, yeah, you know, because it was really just the buddy aspect yeah. of it. They so. were, they were a buddy cop movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. But, oh my God, I loved it when they were, at, I loved it when they were undercover at the mall. Yes. And they, they did have a kiss. <laughs> Total <laughs> awkward. Yeah. And I, I kind of love that too. See, that's exactly what I thought that moment was be, would be, because I saw months ago, I saw like set pictures someone had snapped a photo when they were filming that scene and like certain people on the internet were freaking out like how could they why are they blah 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 you know basically freaking out because they thought like her and cap were going to be you know completely doing it or whatever and as soon as i saw that i'm like you know i saw the outfits they were wearing and i'm like everything about their outfits screams undercover Undercover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) screams do not notice me so i'm like i'm assuming this is a ruse (laughs) Of some kind. There was that little moment, though, where she showed her scar from the Winter Soldier. And mm-hmm. she said, no more bikinis for me. And he he's said, like, yeah, yeah I'm I sure you look, look really awful now. <laughs> but too, but the same, at the same time, like, when he says that line, it's not really flirty. No, it wasn't. He's just sort of, he was just sort of like, yeah, right. He, yeah, I did feel, though, he was acknowledging that he'd noticed. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you'd have to be, like... I know. Completely but, blind. Yeah. And you'd have to be blind and have never have touched her and never heard her real voice to not know that she was hot. I mean, someone's, I mean, I love that, and I love that their entire relationship is just, there is never any hint of any sort of, oh, possible sexual yeah. tension between them. It's like, no, it's completely platonic and that they are very much bros. Now, as possible spinoff, have uh, you heard about the, you remember his, Basically, basically, his teammate that turned on him in the yeah. elevator. It's a Rumlow. Yeah, right. 
So do you know? Yeah, he's he, an actual character, right? Do you know he's who he transforms into, or what the talk says he transforms into? I I know I've read it, but I can't remember. Yeah, crossbones. Yep, because so yeah, because they even made a point of showing him at the end after. Right. Everything. Why would you do that? Yeah, unless you were if it wasn't back. important, and how so much of his body <laughs> which, was damaged. Which one yeah. was he? He was the one. He was. I mean, it's hard to tell because he it does sort of look like. You know, he was the guy who did the thug thing. number three. <laughs> he's got like he's got dark hair. He's basically the guy who's <clears throat> he was kind of the lead right henchman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henchman he was guy. when when they go when they walk into the, after Cap has been meeting with Pierce, he and one other guy walk into the elevator with him, and he's all like, "Hey, Cap, by the way, we're going down to forensics because they found this. You know, they got the ballistics results back from yada yada that sort of thing. It, you know, he's usually sort of seems to be you know third in command or whatever, the head of whatever little strike team that Cap mm-hmm. usually uses on stuff. And so they show him, and he's the one who's fighting Falcon at the end yeah. as the helicarrier is crashing into is, the is he also the one that had the gun to the head of yes, that? Okay, of the tech, and yeah, then, he used that and then Sharon had the gun to his, to his head. head. Yeah. Okay. and that was a pivotal moment for geeks everywhere. That was amazing. That was because that was the other thing I wanted to to mention. Like, I love how in this movie, like. And how in, in the other Captain America movie, like, there's always this... I love how they treat a Cap as a character who is a, just a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not some sort of anti-hero, which is, you know, really popular nowadays. He's just a good guy, but it's never... It's never really naive. It's never saccharine. It's never... No. It's just always, like... There is a strong core of right and wrong, and he holds to it. And I love how they show that in that scene, because, like, you really really got a sense of the guy, the tech who was sitting there, and Rumlow was telling him to to override whatever the hell. Or just to fire, to override the thing, to fire the guy. Yeah, to fire the, the weapons against all the targets that they had. And just do it right now. And you can see him sitting there, and you can see from the look on his face, he knows, like, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. I am gonna die, but I still can't, I cannot give it. I cannot say yes, even though knowing this. Yeah. And it was just like, just, you know, he doesn't even have a name, and they gave him that much sort of, like, character. And that's a really good point, yeah. yeah. You really connected with him, you felt his struggle, and, you, and yeah. you're right, you never, for one minute, thought he was gonna do it. Yeah. You're, there's just... They did such a good job of just taking what little time they had to let you get a sense mm-hmm. of who he was, that it wasn't like, oh, this guy's struggling. Do I do it? Should I? You just kind of knew. Yeah. It's it's he knows he's not going to do it because you could see it in yeah. his expression. Yeah. It's and just, I love the phrase "captain's orders." Yes. Yeah. That was good. Oh my god. Yeah, and this the speech that he made was lovely. Yeah. That God. But, you know, that was, I think, the moment for me where it was like, you really felt, because there was a fair number of people involved. I mean, it's a large organization. Yeah. And you're trying to gauge in your mind, is it 50-50 for each side? Or is it 75-25? And, you know, to what degree are there people that are still on the shield side versus the Hydra side? And, you know, everybody kind of looking at each other and... Yeah, well, because I get that's what makes it really interesting, and especially moving, in, you know, when we get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. makes it really interesting, is that whole, like, all of a sudden, all these agents are looking at everyone they know, and they're like, okay, who's on which side? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they don't know. Yeah, I thought it, it was very well done. I also would like to see it again. Yeah. I don't think I want to see it in 3D, though. I don't. No. Did you feel 3D, really? 
I didn't really feel I. Uh, there's a couple a couple moments where it was like, okay, 3D's kind of cool at this point. Like basically, most of the time with Falcon when he's flying around, that some of those bits, okay, that's kind of good use of 3D. There was a couple. I, there was one really neat moment when Fury's car was being attacked, and there's a few moments in that where the camera is actually in. Like, in the passenger seat. It looks like you are in the passenger seat as they're, like, ramming the window or whatever. And you really get that point of view. And the 3D definitely makes that point of view seem very, very strong. Like I said, it really feels like you are right there. It definitely gives that sense of presence. And maybe, like, a couple other bits. It was like, okay, that's Mm kind of nice. But, again, like, most of it, it's like, eh. Yeah. Don't really need it. And, of course, the really cool, like, the mind-blowing thing about it. Because, like, I had not... I mean, going into it, there were certain things that I had sort of been like, oh, I think I, you know, had certain suspicions about it, you know, from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of that week. I thought Sitwell was going to get the uh, heroic, not heroic redemption, but the heroic sacrifice death. I was like, oh, crap, I think he's going to die. But I thought it was going to be like standing up for what was right, not that he was going to be a dirty little turncoat. Yeah. Um, And I was not expecting the entire... I wasn't expecting Hydra, and I was not expecting the entire dissolution of S.H.I.E.L.D., destruction of S.H.I.E.L.D., and the dumping of all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s information onto the internet. And it's trending. Yeah, and I mean, that last scene where it showed how they've all gone underground. Yeah. So it showed Hill working. Interviewing, that was interviewing fantastic. Stark Industries, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. So it just makes you wonder, Is I mean, are they setting the stage for the Avengers? Is that to be yeah, the... Yeah, Avengers 3, yeah. Aven- or 2, sorry. Avengers 2 builds upon the notion that S.H.I.E.L.D. is, yeah. is down. disarray. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, we've learned that there are there's more than one S.H.I.E.L.D. base. Yeah. Is, that was just particularly known as the hub, the Triskelion. No. The hub and the Triskelion are two separate places. Yeah. And then there's the refrigerator. Yeah. The Most of these are from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. Right. So actually, do we have any more Captain America No, I'm good. Thoughts? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No, I think that's... Just... Oh, there's a couple... There's quite a few little, like, fun Easter eggs. Someone's put together a, a video of, like, all the little goofy Easter eggs. There's a mention of Stephen Strange. Yes. There's, um, when they're, they're targeting people, you know, at one point they show one of the targets is Anthony Stark in, well, Avengers Tower now, because mm-hmm. the, from the look of the little computer thing, he hasn't fixed the sign. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still just the A. And then, actually, one of the fun ones I heard about was uh, the quote on Fury's tombstone is actually the Bible verse that his character in Pulp Fiction quotes. Oh, okay. I heard about that later. But yeah, so any other Captain America thoughts? Nope. Something nope. might come up as we're discussing. So, it, Well, it's all connected. Hashtag. Yes, it's all connected. They have been saying this for weeks. Uh, all the cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have been saying this for weeks, and boy howdy, was it connected. Because, I mean, in episode... 16 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., end of the beginning. We sort of get hints of something big going down. Like, there's that moment when Fitz is trying to talk to Simmons. Right. And Simmons is at the hub. And she's like, oh, a bunch of agents just ran into the situation Situation room. room. Something seems to be going on. And then she gets cut off. Yeah, the last two episodes, holy crap. Yeah. Just, like, mayhem. Twitter just exploded. Twists and turns and... Complete insanity. Even people that I know are highly snooty and we're doing the, oh, this is such a boring series. And 
totally turned around 180 degrees. Yeah. How about the ratings? Look who came crawling back. Uh, This past week, the ratings were decent enough for it. I mean, it is still, it has consistently been making the 18 to 40 something uh, demographic in its time slot. Right. It hasn't been winning its time slot, mainly because it is up against NCIS, which is, like, the number one rated show on television, basically. Right. But yeah, it's certainly been doing well enough that, you know, Marvel and ABC seem to be And it's totally renewed. Fine. Not officially yet. Okay. But everyone keeps saying, oh my god, but I think a lot of people sort of seem, the people who aren't freaking out, sort of seem to have a sense that it is likely go. it, you know, probably is going to be renewed. It's just ABC just does not, just does not announce whether their shows have been renewed until the upfronts in May, okay. which is actually this year is actually the same day as the season finale. So they do, that's just the way they do it. So mm-hmm. like some people are like, oh my god, and there is like there is a campaign on Twitter now, agents for season two. But yeah, it's they they expend, they spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks telling people watch episode sixteen. Go see Captain America. Watch episode 17. For very good reasons. Because holy shit. Chronologically, it's the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And because if you watched episode 17 without seeing Captain America, there were certain things that got spoiled. Like like the ending. Yeah. Because, I mean, and that's one of the cool things the show is able to do is because in the movie we see S.H.I.E.L.D. get completely destroyed. Like, the organization has been destroyed. And then you're like... So how do they deal with that on the show? And we actually get to see that, the fallout on the show. And what did I... uh, Actually, I don't know if I said it to you as we walked out, but I know I said it to my husband. My biggest thing right now is, who the heck does Phil Coulson work for now? Yeah. No. Yeah, he and Hand kind of looking at each other saying, are we the highest ranking non-Hydra agents that still exist? Um, It could take, you know, theoretically, I mean, the things... The organization doesn't really exist anymore, but it kind of could maybe be director Phil Coulson now. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, of course, we know Fury's still alive. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, Captain America does. So yeah, there was this. Um, you know, if we if we look at Agents of Shield, you know, I think we saw a lot of relationships. You know, I, what the thing I find about that show is that each episode they they usually kind of pair people off. I mean, sometimes yeah. there's a awards guy or a um, awards guy theme. Sometimes it's a Colson Sky theme, or it's Colson yeah. and May, or Fitz yeah. and yeah. Fitz and Ward. Yeah. yeah, consistently. I mean, I think Fitz adores the hell out of Simmons. I mean, yeah. the, his res- the way he reacted when he saw her. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I mentioned to you last night at Knit Night that uh, I'm really impressed with his acting and mm-hmm. how much he can convey. I mean, the the scene where he's essentially being told, you know, you're really valuable, so we aren't going to kill yeah. you. We can, you know, you can be part of our science division, our tech yeah. division, and, you know, yeah, even, and like, many command ways, other agents. And he's, he's in the worst spot of the three of them because the other two have a choice. They can join or be killed as much as... Yeah, Garrett pretty much implies you don't have a choice. You are joining us. If you say no, we're still going to... We're not going to kill you. We're just going to put you in a hell of a lot of pain. Yeah. So either way, he's he's going to help them achieve their their horrible goals. And, you know, and that one tear running down his face is is quite something. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just felt through this whole episode, 
Colson just had this deer in the headlights look on his yes. face. It was well, not surprising because I mean, at the end of the last episode, <laughs> we find out that I mean, the end of the the episode before that, even we find out that May is reporting to someone and right. is ta- like telling them, like giving them updates on Colson. Mm-hmm. And then you know, at the end of the last episode, he finds out that May has been telling on him, and May is you know his again. Actually, it's kind of interesting. Colson America is all about the importance of friendship. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is about the importance of friendship, but involves the team. Instead of in Captain America, these group of people are getting closer and tighter working as a team. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they are breaking apart. Mm -hmm. They are shattering at the seams. Because Fitz and Simmons are hiding the research they're doing, because Coulson won't tell them about... And won't let them, you know, use Shield's um, resources to find out, you know, what the deal is, or try and replicate the whatever it was that they found that saved, saved Sky, Sky and yeah. ended up saving Coulson. And then, you know, he finds out that May has been reporting Boy, on May. him, and so they think, and they think she's, you know, the clairvoyant who they've been or working for reporting to the clairvoyant. And then all of a sudden, <coughs> their plane reverses engines and starts getting. Yeah. new course. And then to the hub, and so they are not sure if Hand is, you know, working for the clairvoyant or is the clairvoyant. And they, they by that time, they know it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, like someone with right. a hand of clearance. So, so and it's like, this whole, so this whole episode is basically like, I mean, when we're watching Captain America, the main thing, like, when I was watching it, and they were talking about how Hydra has been inside S.H.I.E.L.D. basically from its inception. I'm just, like, thinking it, because Coulson is my touchstone character in this universe. Right. I keep watching it. I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and get, or get watching Captain America and thinking, oh my god, Phil's gonna be devastated. Oh my god, Sid, while you are firing on Captain America, Phil is going to kill you for this! And, you know, and then when they're talking about how it's been in S.H.I.E.L.D. for so long, I'm like, oh my god, Phil is going to die when he finds out that he has been working for an agency and he's technically been, he has most likely at some point done stuff unknowingly that has helped Hydra without knowing it. The people that his hero, Captain America, fought against so many years ago, he has actually kind of been working for. Well, it's interesting, I mean, it's certainly a real life theme when you get wind of some of the things these bureaus do. Mm -hmm. The FBI, the CIA, all in the name of freedom. Yeah. You kind of get the willies. And, yeah. uh, so I think that's what I find interesting about this, you know, this notion that you've got this agency that's protecting everybody, but right from the beginning, there mm-hmm. has been rot mm-hmm. and corruption and evil. And yeah. I mean, because, okay, because we've seen in the show, like, even right from the beginning, they've started, they've been pointing out some of the shady shit that S.H.I.E.L.D. does, like Sky. Mm-hmm. Pointing out, like, uh, should you really be keeping this from people? That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, and then, like, and the other thing. God, oh, the Jesus, other thing what's is... Sky going to think of what Natasha did? <laughs> she's mm-hmm. gonna be. I'm just gonna feel somewhat conflicted <laughs> at this point. Be like on the one hand, Natasha on one... dumping the Shield database onto oh, the internet. Yeah. On the one yes. hand, she's gonna be like, "Woo! This is this would have been amazing when I was still with the Rising Tide." Yeah. On the other hand, she can see the Shield side of it now. Um, and I think at this point, she's got. I think her loyalty is mostly to. Colson, not necessarily the agency, but yeah. despite now that she is probably the last S.H.I.E.L.D. agent ever created, she's like, wow, I had yeah, my badge exactly. for one day. I, that occurred to me, too. I thought, geez, you know, she's all excited about joining, and even, you know, Hand was kind of, you know, cracked a, sm- a rare smile, yeah. or semi-smile, and... Uh, and yeah, you just join and then find out that <laughs> and then the everything sea, falls apart. The sh- There's the nothing sh- left. The ship is sinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, now they're supposedly 
on the run. Yeah. And survival is what. Yeah, pulls them exactly. Out. They're just surviving, and it oh. feels like he's accepted that, as he says, May is an ally. That conversation friend. between oh my God. them when he was yeah. dressing her wounds. I was gonna say the oh, other the other hurt. thing that just, that just that just destroyed me when I saw it, and it's another way of you know again breaking the team apart of him finding out that things aren't all they seem. When she said, "Oh my God," when she said she act- she was the one who put together the team. Yeah, that hurt. Mm-hmm. And especially when she said she picked everybody specifically and the roles specifically because she said we needed a tech to repair your body, a tech to reprogram your brain, and a specialist to put you down if necessary. That hurt. Oh, my heart. I swear to God. I actually screamed when I was watching the episode. That, oh my God. That is so heartbreaking. And Clark, Greg just fucking sells it so hard when you see the devastation on his face. You can see him trying to hold it together, but behind his eyes, his his brain just starts unraveling and unraveling and unraveling. You can see something in him just dying. And like, oh god, I need Captain America to come in and for you two to give each other hugs. Because you guys need hugs. So May's estranged from Ward. She's estranged from Coulson. Yeah. So she's She's a bit isolated, ostracized right now. Yeah. Well, that's why uh, Coulson found her where he did. You know, he said, all you need is a moat. Nobody else can find you down here. Yeah, in the first episode. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in terms of her connection to the other characters on the plane. Yeah. There's not From really now any, on. Yeah, anyone. And it's going to be interesting, too, because, like, again, like I said, like, the, the, the team has fractured. Like, they spent basically the first half of the season bringing the team together and getting them to work as a, getting them as a group and that sort of thing. And now they have fractured again because of the secrets everyone has been keeping. And not knowing who to trust. Yeah. You know, I think it just, it just goes to show how in a situation like that, you Mm -hmm. just shut down. Strangely enough, it's the hacker that has the least amount of secrets now. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) she's probably like, look, all y'all were pissed off at me when I had one little secret that you guys found out about, and I had to wear that stupid bracelet all the time. Now look at all you assholes. Okay, now we've got to we've got to talk about this. Yes, we've got to talk about Ward. Yes, and oh my God. what Ward did basically. So obviously, it wraps up to the point where every you know the people that we want alive are still alive. Mm-hmm. I.e., nobody on the team is dead. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, and I refuse to believe that Victoria Hand is actually Me too. dead. Yeah, because she's too awesome a character for them she to is have a great character. spent yeah. so far. In the process of moving Agent Garrett to the fridge, yeah, there seems to have been a double play where Ward, who originally wanted to turn the key, so he said, shot the two guards mm-hmm. and Victoria Hand in the plane, mm-hmm. and then. What follows after is very shady, shifty eyes, smiles with his former SO, who mm-hmm. turns out to be the Hydra agent that everybody is looking for. Yeah. So, how do we feel about this? Tell me your problems. <laughs> I don't know. See, I'm, I'm kind of... I just realized a German accent is probably not the one I want to <laughs> yeah. right now. Traitor! <laughs> yeah, my husband is walking around the house every once in a while. He just looks at me and says... Hail Hydra! And I'm like, damn it, you bastard! I don't know. See, this part of me is. I mean, I'm not hugely. I'm not hugely invested in him 
being necessarily being a good guy. Um, there are elements of the fandom which are freaking the fuck out and oh. have gone full into de- into denialville. <laughs> They are living in Egypt, so yes. to say. <laughs> and I can't really blame them, because that's exactly where I was listening. That's exactly where I was living after they killed Coulson and yes, Avengers. Yes, yes, yes. Like, the Marvel fans have been the ones to make the most use of the fix-it tag on Archive of Our Own, because <laughs> fanfic, and they will reign supreme yet again after this. Yeah, like, part of me is like, it could be, int- it'll be interesting if he is... A Hydra agent and is actually a bad he's guy. Not. And it'll be interesting if he isn't and he's Yeah, if he's double agency. I can see them going either way. I think the main decider either way would be like, how long do we want Brett Dalton to be on this TV show? <laughs> because once you put once you make him a bad guy, there is now a time limit. Yes. Yeah. Because you cannot have a bad guy which just keeps going and going. Everyone's just like, Oh my god, okay, this guy again, seriously. Yeah, I think for me, you know, I said I said to you guys when we were watching it, that scene as he's just even the whole setup around, hey, Agent Ward, he was your SO and now he's a real schmuck. Would you like to yeah. be, you know, so it kind of felt like everybody else was, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you yeah. want to go too, don't you? Why, yes, yes, I do. Yeah. And then as they're walking out, he turns to look at Colson. Mm-hmm. In fact, Colson actually makes a point, you know, steps out of the shadows. Yeah. And they, out of the shadows and into the light. <laughs> yeah, and they, they make that eye Spooky. contact. You know, and I think the, the thing that, you know, you referred to it with the little boy in the Smithsonian. Yeah. That just nods. But it's mm-hmm. almost an imperceptible nod. Mm-hmm. So they are masters of the imperceptible nod. Where yeah. It's kind of like, if it had been a full-on nod. It would have been too much. It would, it's, too, it's the give. It's yeah. all, there's a, you know... It's not for realsy. But when you're watching it, it's almost like, was it a nod? I think it was a nod. You yeah. Know, so it gives you so much to interpret and therefore fans to get on like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah, I can imagine them directing and that And therefore scene get them say, to keep watching the show. And saying, you know, you're going to nod, but it's going to be so... Tiny. So subtle mm-hmm. that yeah. it's really not necessarily a give. But yeah. to me, it was distinct enough. That I really do think that that Coulson was saying, yes, you've got your mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ward was saying, I've got it. Yeah. So what? I think the question for me, Ward's a good guy, but who's the bad guy? Is it Garrett or Hand? I think at this point, I think they made it clear enough in that episode that Garrett is the bad guy. But not the right bad or guy. Or is a bad guy. Because mm-hmm. my take on this, we all saw how Ward reacted when they thought they had found the clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. He lost it with his emotions, shot the guy, and we now know, because he said it himself, and the whole team knows it, it was to protect Sky. Mm -hmm. So everybody, all the Sky ward shippers, you can open the champagne, you can... Stream the confetti. For 30 seconds, they Go were. ahead and rejoice. <laughs> For okay? about 15 minutes, they were. <laughs> okay, go ahead, rejoice. He also laments, strangely so, for having killed an innocent man. Very yeah. strangely so. Well, strangely so in that something about his delivery doesn't seem right. Not strangely so in like, why would he feel bad about killing innocent innocent mm-hmm. man? But strangely so in the fact that his, his delivery seems weird. Okay, granted. In that yeah. moment. It feels like, you know, that guy, he that guy that you date that pretends to have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> My opinion is, okay, we didn't find the clairvoyant. We didn't find the right man. And Sky's still in danger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go find the right man, and I'm going to go undercover to go get the right man. 
and I'm going to go. I'm going to go as undercover as I need to to get there. And my opinion is all of that shifty eye work and and cogs rolling going at the end while Agent Garrett yeah. is prattling is him. He's isolating himself away from everything. He's compartment. He's compartmentalizing. Right, his brain away from S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's made his own mission that, okay, maybe Coulson thinks he's going undercover, but he's going undercover for his own reasons. Yeah. I can so like, Again, I can see that option. I can see the... the it, basically, I can see a number of different options, and from a writing perspective, you know, if I was writing this, there's so many different options that, like, I could totally see going with that could be cool, that I'm willing to just be like, okay, I'm going to see how this turns out. <laughs> Now, admittedly, like, you know, and he could be lying through his teeth, it could, or could be, you know, doing some lying of omission um, about this, but immediately after the episode aired, well, for one thing, immediately after the episode aired, I forget if it was, I think it was immediately after the East Coast viewing, Brett Dalton, the little troll that he is, mm-hmm. with his usual, his usual puns on Twitter during the live tweeting of the show. And he's the one that plays War. Right. Yeah. yeah, little troll that he, you should really check out his Twitter account, because it's hilarious. He's so not bored. And he's he's always making these horrible puns <laughs> during the show. But uh yeah, one of the things he did right after the show, immediately after, he changes his Twitter profile picture from a like headshot of himself to a hydra to a hydra logo. Hydra. I'm like, yeah. you bastard. <laughs> you little bastard. You little shit. That's You're good. awesome. And he just and, and as soon as he he did that and his first tweet after was was out of the shadows into the light. I'm like, you little bastard. Yeah, I... Oh, I was going to say. But the other thing, just after that, they released an interview that I think it was Entertainment Weekly or something someone had done with him and with the creators and with other people. Um, And he said that, like, for the first... He kept saying, like, for the first part of the series, it wasn't until when they were filming the episode with Lorelai. So, episode 15. Mm Mm-hmm. Just before this, he said they were in the middle of filming a fight scene, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, you know, could, when you're done, could you just come to the writers' room? We'd like to talk with you." He's like, "Oh crap, they're gonna kill me off." <laughs> He's like, "I know this is an ABC show, but this is the Whedons. They're gonna kill me off. <laughs> I've seen their shows." And so that apparently that's when they told him that they. He says that that's when they told him that Ward was a bad guy, and that's when he found out. And they sort of talk a lot in about how like he's glad that they didn't tell him before that. Because they had it planned the entire time, because they said, too, like, as soon as they got picked up, they're like, congratulations, you got picked up, by the way, here's the script for Captain America Winter Soldier, you need to read this, because it's going to affect your show. So they knew, like, when they first started writing the show, what happened in Winter Soldier. And so they've had this planned out for mm-hmm. a very long time, and the entire season has been building this, and part of the reason they have written things as they have with Ward is so that we can see him building relationships, and he says, you know, like, he's building purposely, like, taking out people's suspicion of him or making them so that they wouldn't be suspicious of him so tearing tearing down the walls yeah so like from the way the the way brett dalton says he says like oh, okay you know may's really something. may's really suspicious and stuff so you know he seduces her kind of thing or you know sky you know fits is you know a good techie and might you know suspect something so you know they have that mission together and he you know makes sure to protect fits and stuff like that i just realized he has the hard drive yeah. Oh. Sky gave him the hard drive of yeah, everything I noticed that on too. the bus. Yeah. And and the thing is like you you realize that later only because like she's she says, you know, and it seems so natural in the show, like she says like you're the dude who can fight their way through everything. You should prop you can protect this. You should take this. And it seems totally believable. 
But yeah, oh, and he said, like, part of the, you know, with Coulson, like, you know, they made it seem like Coulson likes projects. He likes to help people and stuff like that. So they made him seem, so he presented himself to Coulson as, like, a project to, like, help him become more team-oriented and stuff like that after his little thing at the beginning where he's like, I don't work well with other, I don't work with people, I work alone sort of thing. So, like, it's a really interesting interview to read about how, like, you know, this has been, this was, has been planned out. And that's Entertainment Weekly? I think so. I'll, we'll have yeah. the link. But, yeah, I mean, he does, and of course he wouldn't tip his hand at this point. Mm-hmm. Unlike in the show where he tipped his hand, but not bump. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so many Victoria hand puns. <laughs> so little time. Yeah. yeah, so many Victoria hand puns, so little time. Red herring, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh and he wouldn't mention anything in the interview that would, you know, give a hint whether he was actually a double agent. He just but he just keeps referring to him as like a bad guy in the interview. So Okay. Who knows? Like I said, either way, like I'm I can see the number of options they can go with. So, at this point, I'm like, well, obviously, I'm going to keep watching the show, because are you kidding me? Also, A, are you kidding me? B, Coulson. But also, like, you know, it's sort of like, okay, I can see either option. I can see all, any of these options being possible. So, you know, I'll keep watching and see what happens. Did you sense, and I didn't know if it was my imagination, chemistry between Simmons and Triplett? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from Me- the beginning, Mega. she's been, yeah. from Mega. the moment they've... From the moment they met, he's been sort of flirting with her, and she's been like... Well, she's not been discouraging him. Nope. And so I'm fascinated to see how that plays with mm-hmm. Fitz. Because he, he really adores her. I don't know if she gets mm-hmm. it. Well, they've and I think I've seen, like, the creators and stuff sort of saying that they still... They kind of feel like it, it's... A brother-sister A brother, thing. definitely. A sort of a brother-sister thing. Yeah, I think on her part, I don't think on his. I think this Maybe. is... Maybe. Yeah. What we're gonna see? I'd kind of like to see it stay a brother sister relationship. Yeah, so it can I mean be like, everybody. Yeah, doesn't men have and women can up. work together, and mm-hmm. they can have this really strong relationship, and it doesn't have to be sexual. It's or just romantic. not the way Whedon typically rolls. Yeah, he pairs everyone up, and then he switches them, and they, mm-hmm. you know, Angel was with Buffy, then Cordelia, then you know it was mm-hmm. so. It just kind of feels like that's where he's headed. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what May's development is. Yeah. Because I imagine, like, she has to eventually sort of get back in Coulson's good see, graces. <laughs> I could see her justifying, though. I mean, he's got to sit back and say, okay, she was really trying to protect me. Yeah, and I think I've seen a f- There's a few people on the internet I kind of want to have a talk with. And I don't think it's just because I'm a Coulson fangirl and I'm being a Coulson apologist. There's a few people who are like, oh, Coulson needs to get over himself and yada yada. And it's like, no, I can see why he totally would feel betrayed in the sense Maybe there were a couple bits where he took it a little too far, like when they're going into the hub and he still got her in cuffs. It's like, okay, you could yeah. probably use her. Yeah, that occurred to me too. It's like, like, okay, Phil, you're probably taking it a little far. But like, and like maybe with some distance, yeah, he will eventually be okay with that. But I can like, like, no, this seems like a believable response that in this, at this point, he would be like, no, I really don't trust you. Well, in many ways, maybe. Because he's kinda... just completely had the rug pulled out from him. Well, and maybe... You know, I've been watching her character and thinking, okay, at what point does she become value or vulnerable and actually connect with somebody else? Mm-hmm. Everybody's at arm's length. Yeah. I mean, the closest she gets is Ward, and yeah. they're flinguini. But uh, <laughs> I like that term. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she was 
pretty vulnerable with Coulson when she was telling him. Yes. And and, and she kind of hinted, there's a hint there of yes. some Felinda. Yes. So it, I, I had this feeling that that's her true love. So yeah. the whole ward thing is just whatever. We're both, we're both adults. Special ops. Yeah. Know, we're assassins. Um, we needed, we occasionally need an itch that we have an itch that needs scratching. We're both but, grown ups. We can deal with this. But, but, uh, Phil is special to her. Yeah. And that she genuinely took that mission yeah. to protect him. Yeah. I totally believe, I totally believe that the reason she did that was completely to, to protect yeah. him and to keep an eye on him and to make sure he wasn't, you know, going to go off the rails. Yeah. But I know that he would not see it in that way for a while. At least. So it was... Especially when she's talking about, like, reprogramming his brain, if need be, which, oh my god. So, who would have done that? Spitz? Yeah. Yeah. The the person to repair his body would be... Simmons. Simmons. Reprogram his brain fits. Yeah. Because he would have technical knowledge to operate the whatever machinery, and the machine would just go to the right places. And then, of course, the specialist take him down his ward, which totally seems believable, too, because, like, I've seen a couple people questioning, like, but they would never do that, but I'm like... No, if Coulson was, if, like, if something happened in his brain and he started going psychotic, like, we're talking, like... Like Frankenstein, yeah. Yeah, or, like, you know, if he started hearing voices or whatever, except he's got guns and, <laughs> I mean, it's a danger to himself or the team, yeah, yeah Ward would put him down. Yeah. Um, even not considering the whole, like, even before you consider the whole, Ward is a hydra agent! And, yeah. like, yeah, Fitz or Simmons, they wouldn't feel good about what they had to do, but I could see them... The thing is, I could see them doing it because they respect Coulson and because they would want to try and fix him. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't just want to... Like, you know, the same reason they were so desperate to find him when he was captured by Zenbane. Yeah. They wanted to find him because he's their leader and they you yeah, know, the respect him and figure. stuff like that. And so for the same reason, like, I imagine they would not be happy about doing it, but they would do what they had to to try and make him better, which is just a horrifying thought. <laughs> so we figure that everybody loves Phil and is trying to help him with the exception possibly of Ward. Yeah. And we don't... Everybody loves Phil. Yeah, everyone loves Phil, so potentially... Including me, carnally. Yeah. <laughs> potentially. Girl, when he showed up and he had his shirt sleeves, sleeves rolled, rolled up, up to... showing his form, like... Oh, boy. Put the wine glass down, Karen. <laughs> yep. I'll be in my book for a little while. Yeah, I think I couldn't get over just how vulnerable he was the whole episode. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That was just The look me. on his face when Garrett was reaming off, just giving too much information. And yeah, and you can see that look, that look of realization yeah, on his face. It's the same thing I was thinking. But it's kind of horrifying okay, he's listing this, that, and the other thing, and my brain was saying, did he know that? Did he yeah. know? As soon as he mentioned Raina, I'm like, yep, that's it. Bam! He just did went one too went too mm-hmm. far. It's like, oh god! And I was kind of maybe not expecting it, but also completely not surprised because, like, I mean, just from the reason, like, you don't really get Bill Paxton to come in and just yeah. be some guy, yeah, he, especially when he's smarming up the place. He had a very good role. Oh, oh who says so had? He's still alive. Yeah, I know he is, and he's in the next episode. And the two of them are grinning at each other. And and then, so then it shows Ward sitting there, just staring off into space. Yeah. And just not looking mentally okay. Yeah. (laughs) 
And of course, some people have also suggested, or you know, that maybe Ward has been brainwashed, Winter Soldier style. Who right. Knows? There's a lot of different options. So there. then we'll be able to forgive him. Yeah, if he's been brainwashed. But yeah, no, I still say that there's something, something in that nod that was a nod mm-hmm. between the two of them. <laughs> I, I vote nod. Well, we'll have to keep watching. Yeah, this we will. And we've got another new episode Tuesday. Yes, we've got new episodes all the way to the good. So we no yeah. more breaks. They do a uh, this coming Tuesday. They do a repeat of last week's episode and yeah. then do okay. as, right after. Yeah. Which, as one of my other podcasts was mentioning, and as I've been wondering, I wonder if that's going to have any effect on the ratings and stuff. Because then they're not going to be up against NCIS for mm-hmm. one. And you know, maybe they're going to find out that, that okay, this is better as a nine o'clock show. Yeah, maybe the Goldbergs <laughs> should lead into Shield yeah, instead really. of making for that con- that dissonance when when it ends. Well done. I'm eager to see where he takes the story next. Yeah, this is, it's going to get yeah. real interesting to see yeah. where it goes. Because, like, I mean, as we were saying afterwards, and as they said in the podcast, they're like, so now they're the agents of what? I sent a letter to my favorite Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, the Level 7 Access podcast, because it was like, no, again. And as I said in my letter, it's like, they're kind of the agents of jack shit right now. Yeah, really. J-A-C-K, the, an acronym, acronymed it, J-A-C-K-S-H-I-T. Yeah, so they're all underground, taking mm-hmm. other jobs. Well, and Coulson seems like the type of person who would be, like, continuing, either, like, surviving, but also, like, just trying to root out right. Hydra agents and protect what shield bases they have left and stuff, because... Coulson would be, okay, if it's just us on the bus that's shield, then this is shield. Yes. Yeah. Well, too, because, like, you know, in the episode when, it, you know, even in the in the movie when I was watching it, and in the episode when Hand was saying, thought Coulson was Hydra... Because of all the stuff that he'd done, which, thank you for having the consequences for that. If you think there's, if there's any chance in your head that Phil Coulson was a shield agent, that you do, that was a Hydra agent, then you don't know Phil Coulson. Like, no. Yeah. There's no way. Absolutely no way. That, I think, would have killed me. <laughs> that would have murdered. Can you it might have murdered imagine? The show. Yeah. Can you imagine what my Twitter feed would have looked like if, if he had been, been a Hydra agent? Yeah. It would have been nonstop, like, flailing and sobbing and screaming and just complete mental breakdown, which thankfully would have been after my exam. It was bad enough. I had an exam on Monday night, and it was bad enough having that episode, the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode 16, then seeing Captain America and having my brain be like, but what does this mean? I cannot cope! Like, in the last days before my exam, (laughs) I really should have been studying. Is Lola okay? She looks okay. Yeah. It looks like, well, because it, and it kind of makes sense too. Like originally I was like, so how did they open fire on the bus and Lola didn't get completely wrecked? But it makes sense that it looks like they were aiming in the windows. Right. So they're aiming in the cockpit where Coulson and May was. And I also can love how like reflex, he just pounces and tries to shield her as soon as they start firing. Yes. And they were firing into the cabin through the windows because they could see people inside. Yeah. And they stopped firing because they couldn't see anybody. Yeah, the instincts kicked in. So they weren't firing into the cargo bay where Lola was. Mm -hmm. So Lola's okay. I don't know how much use Lola will be at this point. (laughs) Because kind of obvious. (laughs) So they have control of the plane again, do they? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. See, I'm kind of wondering, like, and they've they've said in interviews and stuff, part of the, the interesting thing now is, like, the resources they have are the resources they have. Like, the guns they have are the guns they have. They don't have Unlimited, shield. Right. Yeah. They don't have the I kind of wonder anymore. how that's going to manage with the plane, though, because 
Planes use a lot of gas. Yeah, that was the thing that I wondered. <laughs> like, is is Phil gonna have ac- still gonna have access to some kind of Shield accounts or something? Because I mean, if there's nobody at Shield, maybe there's nobody. To- well, there's there's still there's hi- there are certain bases and stuff which are controlled by Hydra agents, but I don't know if it's enough people or people with the right access or whatever to shut down all Shield bank accounts. Yeah, it's, it's, like the the Shield credit card keep going. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody there to. St- Stop him from using it, but there's nobody there to fund him. Keep it, <laughs> yeah, funded. So unless he's got access to some sort of shield account, hmm. which he might have because he's supposed to be dead anyway. I don't know how they're going to keep the plane gassed up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll be revealed. The, the but then they're going to kind of be stuck in one area. Yeah, and all Garrett like has a, to do is be like, area. "I'm taking a plane over here because yeah. I'm with Hydra and we have access to stuff." Yeah, I think the goal is to get. Somewhere where they can breathe and not be traced. and Yeah. And that looks like what they're happening in the next episodes. Yeah. And also, you know, one thing I've heard and one thing I thought was that um, they're, they've said that Hill is going to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I thought might happen because um, How I Met Your Mother, their season finale was like a week or two ago, which means they would have had to film it in like February. And they only just finished filming the season finale like yesterday. yesterday yeah, you had mentioned day. that. Yeah, it was so, just done now. That's like two months she could have come onto the set. And I have actually seen like a set photo. It looks like they're in her apartment, maybe. So hopefully, yay, we'll get more hill. And I have heard something about possible other appearances. <laughs> it would make sense. It would make total sense because they, the way they yeah. showed her at the end of Captain America working yeah. for Stark. It makes sense that, that, that somebody Phil would that track her down Phil or she could, would be. That is somebody that Phil could lean on would be yeah. Stark. Yeah, he can get fun. He could probably get funding from Stark. Of course, he would have to tell him that he's alive, and that would be interesting to watch. And if they do that, like, I know the chances they might do that off screen because they can't afford Robert Downey Jr. are maybe high. But part of me is like, if you do that off screen, if we do not get to see that, I'm going to be insanely pissed because mm-hmm. I want that moment. Yeah, I want the moment where the Avengers see that he's still alive. Yes. I wonder if we'll get that in Avengers 2. I've been wondering so. if yeah, we've been getting that in like every single movie since then. Yeah, I I would imagine they'll put it in that. They, they have to do Maybe. it directly. Yeah. yeah, And until then, they'll just At some point, the, I mean, the TV writers in that universe don't have... I mean, they won't have a lot of power, but I'm sure they can kind of call the guys above and be like, Okay, hey guys, can, can we please just kind of have a scene where you know they find out can you can we do something about this because you're kind of tying your hands like it's, it's at a certain point it starts getting ridiculous that, that this is still a secret and it's like can we, can we just deal with that please just one little thing just to to see you're not tying us up in this way yeah they have a lot of storylines to juggle i guess yeah. that's it in the uh, between the movies and the show the show mm-hmm. itself had so many plot twists you could barely yeah. keep track. This last episode, turn, was just turn, like, turn. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, with the uh, with the movie, so they I think they have to sit back and yeah. do a lot of juggling. But very, very good. I like the way they integrated the movie and the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it's it wasn't that long ago that if you were a TV actor, you did not do movies, and if you were a movie actor, you, you did didn't not dare do, do TV because like, TV was beneath the you. mediums did not yeah. cross at all. And now to, they and see even, TV as a way, because the, let's face it, we have to wait two years for each of these movies. Yeah. And TV is a way to keep moving the story forward and keep mm-hmm. connected to the characters. 
And uh, I well, think I it's think really cool. Part of it, too, is with the Marvel Universe is because all the movies and everything are so connected. So they have to have that kind of planning ahead yeah. anyway. Like, because, yeah, I mean, I remember when X-Files had their movie. And, I mean, the thing was, other TV shows that have had movies, you really had to have the movie... Well, either you had to have it for a show that was no longer on anymore, like Serenity and Firefly. Or, you know, you had to have a movie, like the X-Files movie, that really didn't have anything to do with, with the show the yeah. show, or wasn't really connected. Like, you could have, like, again, sort of allusions to the major plot arc that they were doing, but it couldn't actually affect it. This time, the movie Hinged completely it. affected the oh, TV yeah. show in every single way. So this is going to be really interesting, and I, I'm both looking forward to and dreading the season finale. Yes. Both for the reason that I know they're going to leave us with a cliffhanger. Well, at least we only have to wait a few months instead of two years like Sherlock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, good stuff. And then it'll be hiatus. Yeah. For months. We'll have to amuse ourselves with reruns. And fanfic. Yeah. Lots. And lots of fanfic, which I am already doing. <laughs> <laughs> I have my my iPod Touch set up with a, ta- a tab on Google Chrome, which is already set to, like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. section on Archive of Our Own with the tags that I want, and I just refresh it every day. So I think that's enough, because, oh my god, we could go on for a while, but yes. it's getting late and i got to work tomorrow, and yeah. Maggie's falling asleep. Yes, <laughs> she's curled up, yeah. So hopefully you guys have seen Captain America, and you didn't listen to us. And uh, hopefully if you have not listened, have not watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., guys, you at least watch episode 16 and 17 after seeing Captain America, because it totally ties in. And this is, and it will totally deal with the stuff that, like, you were left after the movie being like, I want to know, like, how is S.H.I.E.L.D. going to keep going? Watch the TV show. That's how you'll find out. And we will see you with a regular episode at some point. At some point, yes. <laughs> night, night, everybody. Bye. Night. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1, G-E-E-K-2, dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek 2 in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on!